Career Disruptors is the podcast for senior managers who are not afraid to challenge the status quo, who challenge assumptions and who push the boundaries and love shattering conventional wisdom. I'm coach Caroline DeKimper, empowering professionals to build a personal brand that gives them the confidence they need to go after the career they want and deserve. So today on the show, we have Helen Robinett, and she is going to tell us about personal branding. So Helen is a personal brand connector, board director, executive stylist, and leadership coach. And to top that up, she's also a speaker, mother, author, and travel addict. So Helen is going to talk about how to dress to impress as a leader. So welcome to the show, Helen. How are you? Thank you. I'm very well. Very well. Thank you. Brilliant. So before we dive in, I would love to find out what got you so interested in this topic. Tell us, what's your story around it? Oh, great question. Look, ever since I can remember, Caroline, I've been playing with dolls, colour, texture, fabric. I've been sewing and creating and just really just playing. And the environment has been something that's very important to me. But, you know, like I always wanted to be matching outfits and have this and that. And I would pester my mother and say, I just need to have this. I need this piece of clothing. I need this. And there wasn't a lot of money as I was growing up. And you know, she was very good to put up with me really because I loved, I wanted a whole green outfit or a whole purple outfit. I just had to have everything matching and I loved it. And um, and I started off in in banking and finance, doing secretarial work and then headed off into management. And I was working with a guy there who was always getting overlooked for promotion. And he was just in the tea room, yak, 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 talking about everybody else and not minding his own business, you know, and he was a little bit bit successful around his middle, you know, Caroline. He had a bit going on over the belt there and his eyebrows were growing down over the top of his eyes and his tie was never on straight. And I said to him, and he was complaining about the company, and I said, you know, if if you smartened yourself up a little bit, I think people would look at you differently around here. And he said, oh, yeah? I said, yeah. And I said, I reckon there's people out there who could help you. So, and because smart guy, highly educated, brilliant, this man. And I went and got onto Google and checked a few things out. And I found this organisation, you know, professional image and personal branding. And so I went to visit them and I said, you know, you can help my friend. And they said, well, why don't you do the 12 month course and you can help your friend. And I said, well, that's not going to happen. I'm not doing that as if I'm going to pay money to do this kind of course. I'm not interested. And um, oh, guess what? I did the course. <laughs> I signed up and I did it. And, um, and I just, I, I kind of played with this guy and made some changes and, um, he started to view himself differently. And this was the big thing. It was around the confidence aspect of it. So, you know, the the change came within him. And he, rather than, you know, complaining about everybody else, he then applied for another job overseas, um, ended up getting stacks more money than what he was earning here. Mm. And, um, you know, and he had never married in his 40s, never married. He met this gorgeous lady, got married and, you know, like it changed his life, but it was really about the impact that it has on you. So, you know, I looked at that and I went, this is really, really interesting. It has, it actually has an impact on on itself. Yeah. Yeah, And sure people view you differently 
but it was the impact on self. And then I, I decided that there was something in it. There was definitely something in it. So I resigned from the corporate world and started doing this full time, you know, and I've been doing that ever since really. So how long is that? How long? Um, let me see, uh, 17 years. <laughs> ooh, ooh, say that out loud. Wow. <laughs> it's a long time. And look, there were a few breaks in between there where I went and got myself um, a couple of other jobs and, and I got fired, Caroline. So, you know, I'm actually not employable and I'm proud of that. You know, mm. that's okay. You know, I mm. just, um, I need to, you know. Mm. Play to the beat of my own drum, really. So that was a yeah. great experience too, and I don't regret any of it. It was wonderful, and it brought you to where you are today. So that's that's the most important thing, isn't it? That's right. That's right. I think so too. Yeah. So we you already touched on a couple of things why it's so important, but just to make sure that we make it as clear as possible. So why do you think it's so important to make sure you give the right impression with your clothes and because it reflects your personal brands? Yeah, and it's not just clothing. It's about you, how your social media lines up so that people get a sense of who you are. And it's about um, it's about congruency. And I had this conversation with a guy who um, who runs TED Talks in Melbourne, and I said, "What do you think the biggest problem is? What is it that professional women or professional speakers do?" And he said, "It's about congruency. You know, they don't look like." who they are, that it doesn't line up. And, and you know, in, in this day and age, and if we look at what's gone down with the Banking Commission and with our political scene in this country right now, trust is more important now than ever. And I look at you and if you look like what you say you are on social media and on your bio and on your blog, if you look like that, that helps to build another level of trust. So it's all around that congruency piece, really. That's what it is. So, you know, it, it it's that visual of who you are being in line with what the reality is. So it's like, ah, oh, that's who you are, right, you know, and I work with some really smart people who are successful, but they don't look it, they don't look like it and they're missing opportunities and, you know, that's the, that's the great shame, you know, like I, I, I look at that and I think, gosh, what a, what a shame and it is just such a pity to see that and, you know, like the, the other, the other reason that, that it matters is get this stuff right it frees your mind, it eliminates that need for indecision in the morning. You know, you look at, oh, what am I going to wear? And it's stressful. Some people have too much. They don't know how to pull it all together. And the more simple you keep it, particularly with intelligent professionals, keep it simple. They've got enough decisions to make. They don't need another one in terms of, how to pull their wardrobe together. They just don't need that. And mm. once you get this stuff handled, you save a stack of money. <laughs> oh, I can't emphasize that one enough. A stack. It is so interesting because, like, if I look at my own habits, I always will wear the same thing, but I know it doesn't bring out the best what I can uh, can be how like I don't really match certain colors or shapes or it's like convenience more but it also then has an impact on how you feel because when I'm in 
clothes that actually are flattering for me, then I feel more confident and I think like, oh my God, I have this, I have this. So it's, it's, it works on so many different ways, doesn't it? Sure does, sure does. And that's the number one thing, the impact that it has on you. You know, how do you feel? How do you show up in your relationships, in your business life, in your career? How do you show up in the roles you play in your community? And, and how you pull yourself together in the morning, get out of bed, get dressed, how you do that means everything. And this right down to the hot date outfit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you don't just wear some piece of junky crap to the gym where the lycra is falling apart and your butt's heading down south. <laughs> You wear something that goes, that yeah. feel fantastic because you work out better. You know, it, all of these things have an impact. People say, oh, I'll just keep that for around the yard. I'll yeah. just keep that for home. I think, you know, life's too short for God's sake. Get rid of it. Get rid yeah. of it and get something that you feel great in. You know, have that one piece of uh, leisure wear that you can wear at home and you feel fantastic in it instead of just making do life's too short for that Caroline it makes such a difference doesn't it yeah Yeah. so in in all of your experience and with the work you have done with probably so many people like what are the things that you have seen them achieve when they actually start to to implement that and own their personal branding um, more what are the things when done right that you have seen that that happens to them What's the transformation like? Well, uh, the impact is is on on work, on business, on career, because all of a sudden people in, in your workplace look at you differently. You feel differently in your clothes. You know, you're wearing them differently. There's a confidence. And that builds the trust factor. And then other people all of a sudden get the sense that you might be capable of something else. Yeah. You might be, and there an opportunity will come. You know, hey, Caroline, can you handle this? We've got a project we need some help with. And then all of a sudden, you, you step up into, actually, I can do that. I can, I can do that. You know, like, I'm, I'm feeling it. I can do yeah. that. I'll give that a go. Because, you know, well, like, if you look at all the scenarios of women on boards that I work with, they'll, they'll be the ones who'll say, Oh, and they're qualified. They're more qualified than some of the guys. And they'll go, oh, I haven't done that. No, no, I don't think I could. No, I won't. Whereas the guy won't have done it. And he'll say, oh, yeah, that's fine. I can do that. Yeah. And he never even had a crack at it. Never. So there's, there's a confidence thing there with women. You know, like we don't, we tend to not think we're quite up to it. Whereas a man will throw himself in whether he can do it or not. You yeah. Know? I see that all the time with my clients. It's like, um, and, and confidence is attractive to, to anybody. It's not only to employers. It's also in the relationships. It's, it's, it's when you socialize. It's, it's when you are confident. You, other people are attracted to it and throw you more opportunities uh, in the direction that you want because you have that confidence. And sometimes you need to, I believe sometimes if you come from like uh, being very not sure about yourself, that you have to take, um, uh, yeah, it's a journey to get there. So in the beginning, you might need to fake it. And I think like your external, uh, the way you dress and the way you hold yourself will help you feeling more confident. And it's all those baby steps, basically. 
That's right. That's right. It makes such a difference. It impacts relationships and, and everything. Like even a Tinder date. Mm, even yes. a Tinder date can be impacted by how you choose to put your clothing together. And, you know, I've, I have experienced that firsthand too, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it does make a difference. Exactly. So, um, so what are some of the biggest mistakes you have seen through your career that be, when people say like, okay, okay, I'm going to pay attention to this, but like when they're actually doing it very wrong, what are some of the mistakes? Oh gosh. Um, wow. Oh, there's quite a bit here. There's quite a bit. And this, this is a, this is a pattern. This is something that I see women doing. Um, we have an addiction towards sale shopping. You know, we're so close to Asia where things are cheap and we, we're addicted to a sale. Um, and in, in this country, Myra and David Jones started this, you know, end of year sale, end of financial year, Boxing Day, Mad May sale, Mother's Day, you know, like you name it, there's a sale for everything. And it's designed to suck us in to spending stuff spending money on stuff we don't need so you know like we've we've become we expect it we wait for sale time and we won't buy anything full price which means because the, the addiction stuff kicks in so this means that at sale time you buy things that you really don't need at all so and i go in and do wardrobe reviews and the first thing i do all the sale stuff it's still got the bloody swing tag left on it <laughs> Um, yeah, like this really, I, I wish I was making this up, but I'm not, you know. So sale shopping is number one. Number two is taking your friend's junk, you know. She's cleaned out her wardrobe and she says, hey, do you want my cast offs? And because yeah. we don't value ourselves enough, we go, oh, yes, I'm second best. Let me take your junk. And that's what happens. So that's another mistake. because oh, I I'm so guilty of that one, Helen, because like, uh, and just last week, <laughs> I went over to my friends for a play date with her kids and uh, she was saying like, oh, I just like all my gym gear. I just like want to buy some new ones and these are really good quality. Do you want them? And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm so guilty yeah. of that. Yeah. And it's not like, why, why do we do that? You know, it's, it's, it's actually not fabulous to take other people's stuff. Yeah. You want to let it go, you know. So there has to be joy in every garment that you own it's about like oh i love that i love that let me take that home and introduce it to the other ones in the wardrobe so they can have a party together you know let's see how well they play together you should be excited yeah be excited about that garment to get it home instead of oh yeah let me have your junk that's fine you don't need it i'll take it because god knows my closet's not full enough let me stuff it a little bit more you know so we so we we go sale shopping we take our friends junk um, the other thing is keeping stuff too mm. long, you know, like we just, we keep things um, for years because, oh, I spent so much money on that <laughs> and we, we leave it there, you know, like how's this? I know a guy who's got suiting, he's retired now, retired accountant, he's got suiting in his wardrobe from the 70s and 80s and he says to me, I'm not throwing it out because it's good. And I said, so when are you wearing it? He said, well, I'm not, but I'm not throwing it out because it's good. So now men do this more than women do, I have to admit. Sorry, guys, if there's any guys listening to this, but they will fall for that more than women do. But women do it too because they'll go, oh, this, but I spent so much on that that they're not wearing it. So 
where's your cost per wear? It's not there. So, you know, then the other thing is too much stuff, too much stuff in the wardrobe. And when there's too much, you can't make a decision. And professional women, honestly, add in a family here, they're too busy. There's too much happening. They don't have time yeah. for all of to be looking at all of that stuff in the morning as to what the hell we're going to wear. You know, there's there's a reason why Steve Jobs had a uniform. You know, the the, the black knit and the jeans. There's a reason he did that. One less decision. You know, yeah. very successful people pretty much run a uniform strategy, and this is how I'll often play with my clients who are in very senior roles yep. very simple so the other thing they do is this is emerging young professional leaders they will copy what the boss does instead oh. of owning and rocking their own style they'll just go monkey see monkey do and yep. big mistake because her style is not yours you know and it takes something to discover and reveal what your style is. And it's the first thing I do with my clients. Let's let's do a style analysis on you and figure out who you are. How do you respond to fabrics? You know, what's what's important to you in, in terms of um, you know, clothing and all of these things, you know, what is it that really matters to you? And let's let's have a look at that so that we get a formula that's right for you so that every new piece that comes into your collection is absolutely who you are. Yeah. Quite often during a wardrobe audit, they'll, I'll say, oh, this is interesting. Tell me about this. And they'll go, uh, I like it when I bought it. Um, I don't know why I don't wear it. And I do because I've done their style analysis and I'll say, well, part of who you are, you you know, fabrics and comfort are really important to you. I'm using this example because it's me. I love anything stretchy and comfortable. I hate being, you know, restricted into tight woven fabrics. I can't stand it. I need my clothing to feel like my gym gear. It's got to yeah. be comfortable. It doesn't exactly. look like that, but it feels like that. So that's me. And when I look at this garment that this woman's got in her wardrobe, I'll go, yeah, here's why. And then she says, oh yes and then there's there's an awareness it's like wow it's amazing it's the first time they've ever heard that yeah and they ingrain that formula into everything that they buy see i actually teach my clients to not need me again some of them still say okay every year let's go let's help me bring some new pieces in yep. and others you know because i'll give them the formula i say here now you are set off you go and stop making shopping the focus of your life get on with your life let's just have what works for you go and find something else to do get out of the shops you know yeah yeah get out of the shopping centers you don't need to be there and it also it saves not only money but also time because mm. if you know what you want and you know what you need you have a couple of shops that you will go to and you know like exactly what's going to to, to fit you and mm. i can see also how it would save you money because i have so much stuff in my closet at the moment that 
I bought and because it was like you said on sale or a friend gave it to me um, I wasn't really in copying my boss but <laughs> I would definitely keep things too long um, and I have too much stuff also so I'm guilty of a lot of the mistakes that, that you're talking about everyone does Caroline it's not it's not um, everyone listening to this will have something going on here and the other thing is with um, this is what I find with women we grow and we change, you know, and I'm not the same person I was two years ago or even a year ago. You know, when, when I look at what's gone down in my life over the last two years, my father's passed away, my daughter's been unwell and she's on a path to recovery and, and the grief has taken a, you know, it's, it's resting at a new level. So I'm not wearing the same clothing because I'm not the same person. Yeah, a whole new layer of authenticity around me. I'm blogging differently. Everything's different. Guess what? My wardrobe's changing as well. It's yeah. actually you, you, you hit the nail on the head with something where you mentioned authenticity. And I know it's been thrown around very easily these days, but it's about, for me, it's about connecting to who you are and uh, let that express itself um, in in so many ways, so you can own your the the person that you are. Because yeah. nobody like we live in a culture where everything is so vanilla. People like to blend in. It's like why why yeah. don't you show your uniqueness and what you can bring to to organizations? And yes, you will. Some people will actually not be attracted to it and reject that. But others will just like amplify. But at least you stand for something. You're not like That's vanilla right. gray. <laughs> Yes, and it, it really takes something to do that. You know, like I've just this morning published a blog post on, um, uh, you know, what I love about Shirley. And Shirley was my aunt's mother. And I remember her back in the 70s. She was, she was wearing a crocheted bikini. She had big plastic earrings. She yeah. loved colour. She shopped at the House of Maryvale in Melbourne. And, and she just celebrated color and texture on her body and as a young girl I used to sit there in awe of her I wanted Cheryl to be my nana she was amazing I just loved how she put things together you know just oh brilliant and she was authentic yes exactly exactly not blending in <laughs> yes so um, what I'd like to do is share some practical information with, with everybody in the community. So what are your top recommendations that people can take away from this episode and say, like, look, these are the changes that I'm going to make? Okay, so there's some things that they can do really quickly. So if you go into your wardrobe, all of your coat hangers will be facing the one direction. Usually they're hooked over, heading towards the back of the wardrobe. So as you wear the garment and then you launder it or air it and put it back, what I want you to do is have that, put the coat hanger back in the opposite direction, which means the little hooky part is now facing you instead of facing the back of the wardrobe. So after a period of three or four months, have a look at the garments in there that are still facing the way they were originally. Why have you not worn them? Yeah. Pull them out and have a little conversation with them and go, okay, what is it with you? Why am I not reaching for you? And it's, it'll be really interesting to see what you find because you won't even realise that you're doing that. 
You know, yeah. so there's the coat hanger trick. That's a really good thing. The second thing is all those items you've got in your wardrobe that don't fit, unless you are pregnant or already on a major weight loss or a weight gain journey, I say weight gain because I have clients who are trying to gain weight, mm -hmm. unless you're on that, why are you holding on to the size 10s when you're a size 12? <laughs> and why do you have a size 14 and a 16 as well? Yeah. You know, get rid of them. Get yeah. rid of them. And, you know, it's, it's amazing how we have, oh, but I, but I want to lose five kilos. Well, come on. I love speaking to groups and I say, hands up, who wants to lose two to five kilos in the room? And every woman <laughs> goes up. I say, get off it. If you, if you were going to do it, you would have done it by now. Or, yeah. you know, how long have you been wanting to do that? And then they'll start laughing because, I mean, who doesn't want to drop two to five kilos? But, you know, it doesn't matter what size you are. I've got a client who's a size 24. She looks fantastic. Yeah. You know, for God's sake, embrace where you are right now. So if it doesn't fit you, get rid of it because you're not going to do anything. If you're going to do it, you would have done it by now. Yeah. The next thing is, the third tip is, invest in the best quality basics you can afford so this means looking at the fabric content understanding that and going okay black pants do i really need 10 pairs of black pants i know that sounds extreme but most women have more than 10 anyway mm. and you know like if you just have one great black pant that you feel fantastic in and they fall beautifully off your butt they fit you, they're magnificent, and they can be dressed up or down. That's really what you need. You know, like one great quality pair instead of 10 junky pairs. Yeah. Yep. So the best quality basics you can afford. Um, I've got two more. Can I have two more, Caroline? Yeah, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> so the, the fourth thing is, and this is something I teach my clients, shop for outfits. So instead of going, oh, I need a top. And then yeah. it becomes an orphan or, or here's the best thing. The patterned printed skirt has got hardly any friends. It goes with hardly anything in your wardrobe and it's not worth it. Don't buy that damn thing, you know, unless you've got a huge space where you can just have those things for fun that you wear with a white top anyway. And um, you, you've got to buy in outfits and that's why you'll find on the sale rack the patterned or printed skirt will always be on the sale racks because it's got no friends. It's got no <laughs> boys. <laughs> you are so right. You're so right. I go, I make so many of those mistakes and then I have like shop not for outfits. So then it's like on a sale, oh, they have a like this top or the... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or this skirt and I buy it and it's like I never wear it because I don't know how to mix it. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. So, you know, like shopping for outfits and then before you make the purchase, just think what else will these three pieces go with in my wardrobe, which leads me on to the next one I've got. The next tip is I've got this rule that I call the three rule. Yeah. Now, really... I, I make it six nine twelve, but no garment comes into my wardrobe unless it will go with at least three things. Yeah, you have to have three friends in my existing collection, because I see all of the garments and accessories as friends and family. They have to get along and they have to play well together. 
So has to go with at least three things. So I won't get the jacket unless it goes with a dress, a pant, a skirt that I've already got. Has to work. And yep. the jeans have to, the new jeans have to be able to be dressed up or down. So yep. I, I want serious value and I'm really, I'm vigilant about that. You know, I don't bring anything in just for the hell of it. So it has to go back with other things. But the number one rule is, do you love it? Does it make you feel excited? Do you get that little, <gasps> you know, and that's the joy of bringing those things back into your wardrobe, but they have to work hard. We've got to look at the cost per wear. So, you know, that three rule, I never make it three. I always go, oh, okay, I've got the three. Let's, you know, and I play a game with myself. Let's do six. Let's try six. Oh, yeah, I've got six. Okay, let's go to nine and I'll often go to 12. <laughs> Brilliant. And then, then I go, okay, all right, Helen, that's really clever. That's smart styling, smart shopping. You can have it. Yeah. You know, love, it. Love, it. Oh. Have to love it. It has to be current and you know, it's 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 gotta work. It's gotta work, but it has to go back with everything else and be good friends in the wardrobe. It is so hot. Those tips and strategies are absolutely uh, amazing. I think like the, the one that I hot oh, there two that I really like, and that is the in invest in the basics and shop for outfits because mm. I'm so guilty of not doing that. And um, that is going to help personally me already like getting more control over my wardrobe because it's out of control and I'm keep on wearing the same pieces that's like um, not really like um, too too flattering <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it's overwhelming so a lot of people will just wear the same pieces because they're overwhelmed by what's there because they've done sale shopping or things don't fit or they're dated and they just haven't taken the time to go through it exactly just another question would you recommend then to go and and shop at the same shops like the, the majority of time where you know like okay they have my style or they have my preference well what i do recommend is multi-label stores so finding a store that has um more than one label so mostly that's what I love. I love to work with multi-label stores because they have different labels, they, they freshen things up and you're not wearing the same style all the time. So it's, it's not great to just constantly wear the same designer because, you know, like I was wearing a Melbourne designer for years and then all of a sudden I realised I'm actually not old enough for this. Yeah. You know, like I was aging myself by constantly being in that same style. And I had a colleague go through and do my wardrobe and she said to me, you're not old enough for this. And I went, yeah. You're I right. Feel, I feel a bit daggy in that now. And she said, it's not who you are anymore. Yeah. And I, I had to just let that sink in and I went, okay, I hear you. I hear you. See, I'm great for everybody else, Caroline, but I can't see myself. That is often the problem for yourself. It's so difficult to, and it's good that you need somebody else to um, get that percep perception and the perspective, sorry, that perspective uh, of like what fits and doesn't. And that's also in, in, in the work that I do is like giving 
people as sounding boards to actually and create that space so mm. they need somebody else to to help them with that this because often doing it all by yourself has two things i find that people get uh, frustrated and they just freeze because even though they they might know certain mistakes or strategies that you shared like when you try to deal with it yourself then you get overwhelmed and you end up doing the same thing because it's your comfort zone because you're not the expert basically that's right so, yeah too hard to see for yourself and it also I find it puts me in that very humbling position of being in that space where my clients are so I'm constantly knowing how it is for them and how they're feeling because it's it's a big thing when someone invites you into their home to get into their personal wardrobe space because there's a lot goes on in there an mm. awful lot goes on so I'm I'm finding I'm constantly humbled by going okay oh gosh I'm feeling really uncomfortable right now and this is how it is for my clients too and it's great for me to experience that I don't like it but here I am you know yeah that's I, I never thought of that but actually I would almost be embarrassed if you would look at my wardrobe I would be so embarrassed and always almost find excuses like oh I'm so sorry I'm so sorry it's rubbish <laughs> yeah and that's that happens that happens yeah you know? And it's setting yourself up for vulner being vulnerable and being open to uh, let somebody in into a very private area of your life, to be honest. Yeah. Private. And it's tough to do. And, you know, I, I immediately go looking for what is it that you've done well? Because, you know, there was a, a woman that I've recently worked with and she just had wardrobes and wardrobes full of stuff. When I walked into her house, she had artwork everywhere. And she said, I don't know what's wrong with me, Helen. Why have I got so much stuff? And I sat there while she was making a cup of tea before we went upstairs. And I said, you know, there's amazing artwork on the walls here. I'm wondering if you're viewing your clothing as art. And mm. she went, oh, ooh. And I said, come on, let's go. Let's get upstairs. And we got up there and she, she had the most amazing things that no longer fitted. Yeah. Only worn twice. But you should have seen the joy on her face when she, when she pulled them out of the wardrobe. She said, you know, I love this. I'll probably never wear it again, but look what you can do. Look what you can do with all of these zips. And I said, it's a work of art. And she said, isn't it just? And she was so excited, <laughs> so excited. And I, I just smiled because I could see what was going on. And I said, let's put it in a special bag and pop it back in the wardrobe because this is beautiful. It's yeah. just beautiful. <laughs> exactly. And you gave her also permission and, and you connected certain dots for her probably that, um, that she hadn't thought of before so it, it yeah. helped her probably a lot to get an understanding of her, her own behaviors and her own habits basically well, that's right and there was stuff from the 80s and 90s that we did move on and I said look at this look at how you and she goes oh my god look at this thing it's so old and I said let's look at the fabric look at the quality of the fabric and the cut look at how you've got the cut right for your shape you've yeah. purchased beautiful quality fabric you would have looked amazing in this in the 90s yeah. said, I did I did and I said so you know let's let's let it go now pass it on because it's done its work and it, you're never going to wear it again. It's time to kiss it goodbye. And she said, oh, she loved it. She just loved it. So there was permission to move things on. But she got an understanding of what it was that she'd done. 
Yeah, exactly. And she'd done a lot right. And she just hadn't thought of, you know, getting some help to go through her wardrobe. And it it worked for her. That's how you build your confidence also, because you have that permission and sometimes that's all you need and you feel like empowered to actually make those decisions. And when you, once you make one, then it's easier to make the second and a third. And, and like all of the fabulous artistic tops that she had, she didn't have one great pair of dark denim fitted jeans that she was comfortable in that would make those tops hum. She didn't have one pair. And there was also, you know, like a, a great, interesting leather jacket and a pair of jeans and a denim jacket that was fitted and shaped and had some stretch in it. They were the three things missing in her wardrobe. Yeah. Like that that's all she needs. Brilliant. <laughs> so she was in a really joyful state and I just set her up and I said, You can finish this on your own. You don't need me. Yeah. And she said, I think I can. I said, I know you can. <laughs> I was only there for two hours. She would have been there for an, an, the rest of the day. <sighs> yeah. It's yeah. A, yeah. It's confidence and empowering people. Definitely, definitely. Absolutely. Now, um, what I actually wanted to end on was actually if, if people are interested to find out more and to connect with you, how can they they go about this. How can they do that, Helen? Well, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, my website as well, which is helenrobinette.com. You know, so I can, you, my Facebook page is, is called my, my name and same on LinkedIn. So easy, easy to connect with me. So what can people expect? So when, when should they reach out to you? Like what should they do? So Helen, help me. <laughs> well, and for, for some people, it's um, you know, like I, I actually do some complimentary image audits. Okay, is uh, you know a process of some some things you know via email and over the phone, and sometimes that's all they need. You know, like I do these forty-five minute free image audits and for some people I say okay here's what you need to do for others it's you know like I really need to get into your wardrobe here's here's what I think will work for you and but I can tell from the audit so you know like if if your listeners would like a complimentary image audit then I'm happy to do that for you perfect so what I will do I will link up uh, how they can request that in the show notes um just so they already know like how can they do get in contact with you to request that what should they do? Just send a message through LinkedIn, Facebook, or through the website. One of those three will work. Yeah, perfect. So send a message. Uh, I will link that all up so that they know exactly. Uh, let's make it as easy as possible <laughs> because that's what people like. Um, so they can send the message, request the audit, and get in contact with you. And then actually you can take it uh, a step further uh, with them if, if, if needed. Perfect. Brilliant. Sounds right. So lovely to having you on the show. So thank you so much for sharing all the insights and really giving that practical information. Uh, I'm, I, I know that I took so much from this already and I can't wait to go upstairs and look at my wardrobe and actually start making some changes because you just like uh, gave me some inspiration about, okay, actually let's take control of this and let's make some, some necessary and well overdue possibly changes. Yeah, brilliant. 
Fantastic. Thank you for having me, Carolyn. I've enjoyed it. It's been great talking to you. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.